0: me just feel like i can try new things i can be different i can be whom i am and they still accept me and even when they don't love it they are still supportive of me and i never thought i would have those kind of people behind me like to the point where they're gonna say hey you know what nikki i didn't like your last song but i love you and i can't wait till the album comes out i know you know you never think that you're gonna really Meet people that really bond with you, the human being, not you the artist, not the album, not the song. Have a sugar daddy. I've never had a sugar daddy. If I wanted a sugar daddy, yes, I probably could go out and get one because I am what? Sickening. You could never have a sugar daddy because you are not that kind of girl. Please, you want to keep doing this, so then yeah, when I come around, you don't want to close up. <laughs> Podcast. This is your host, Mr. Haberdashery, a.k.a. A.O.L.S. White, a.k.a. You don't wanna post up. And welcome, welcome. I miss all the y'all. Just to let you motherfuckers know, I am, um, tired. <laughs> but, <laughs> But it's still gonna be a good, 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 good podcast. I mean, when I'm tired and well fed, I'm just delirious. So it's the equivalent of being drunk. Also, I am I am sipping a liquor or something. Nothing too wild though, because I got shit to do tomorrow morning. Um, yeah. So welcome. I started the podcast with um another. Nikki excerpts. I used one from her a long, long time ago. This is just a shout out to her. Um, Well, I'm gonna try to not make this podcast about friendship, but it is gonna be a theme that looms. I'm gonna do an actual full episode. Well, I'm talking shit. I might actually not. But this theme may carry on into into the next episode as well. But when she was saying that she thought Or rather, the first two clips are just me thanking the people that I have in my life. I I felt really, really led to start... This podcast, this week, now, particularly before the holiday season, I mean, I'm working on some Christmas material, and my favorite Christmas song of all time is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, and the line, is a line um, there about, you know, their friends, and I don't want to mess it up, because, I mean, I shouldn't, I shouldn't know the lyrics by now, but regardless, like... About friends coming, you know, uh, faithful friends who are near to, dear to us, travel near to us. You know, just that idea. So, I wanted to take a moment out to truly thank everyone. And when she said, you know, she thought that, she never thought that she would have people that bonded with her and that would just love her for her. Um, Not for her output, not for her entertainment value, just for her. And, you know... Can be honest about what they don't like um, and still maintain that. I just, when I heard this, I loved it. And that was some MTV news. Um, the song, everybody should have heard this clip by now of um, Finally Aaron, that's his Twitter handle, uh, remixing the Golden Girls theme song. It's a really old one, but it's a favorite. And he, murdered it. So shout out to that black king. Um, the third thing I, <laughs> the third thing is actually, the actual clip is somebody taking the audio from Shangela reading someone else on um, RuPaul's Drag Race, um, who accused her of having a sugar, or accused Shangela, sorry, of having a um, sugar daddy. But what the the media that I use is somebody superimposing that audio on Nancy Pelosi reading somebody for filth who accused her of hating Trump. Um, because she's a good Catholic girl and she doesn't hate folks. And the last one's another oldie but goodie. This one is, you know, a girl telling another girl. You know, you like running your motherfucking mouth, but when I come around, when I show up, you don't want to post up. So what's good? You know, what's really good? Um, And I kind of want to talk about all those themes this episode or the next one. But like I said, they're going to oscillate around the next two episodes. But... I do have to get started on some saw on something you know solemn and something you know sad. Uh, rest in peace to Juice World, and it's not just the fact that he was twenty one. Obviously, the community is going to mourn him, so that is sad in itself. The death of a young person is sad in itself, um, and all of these things. I don't want to make this podcast about that because I personally was only introduced to to him through Future. And I, you know, am not going to sit here and act like I'm a Juice World fan or like he gave me my life or any of those things. But what has been bothering me is... The media and the discourse or the narrative on social media that's very anti-drug, and I'm not going. I'm not pro-drug. So I'm not going to be out here and say you know, shoot up, pop, whatever. But a lot of people have been saying like there was an article that came out of him having a lot of weed on his plane and a lot of Percocets and this and that, and him popping, him popping, and this. And we know drugs are bad. We know they can kill. We know this and that, this and that, this and that. Um, but I, I have a problem with I have a problem with people, with the media, with consumers, with uh, just folks that like to talk shit on recorded devices of any sort. I have a problem with them critiquing the way someone self-medicates, and while critiquing people for being honest about their inability to navigate a space, so like, and I I couple this because in my mind they're coupled. So you have the people like Summer Walker that talk about the social anxiety, that avoid certain things, that. Give traditional, you know, lackluster by traditional standards performances in these social environments while they, you know, talk openly about their mental issues. Within that machine, you have labels that refuse to give proper artist development, that don't invest that don't give artists time paid time to practice and to rehearse and to learn to be famous to learn how to maintain mental health psychological health and perform at high levels how to guard their instrument how to guard their creative process how to guard their families their hearts their peace and all this how to have fun how to have relationship how to you know how to navigate what it means to be famous Right, you don't give them time for that. The artists, the labels, aren't caring about that. They're in a, they're in a, they're in a stage now where being famous is more than what it's ever meant. You know, it is more complicated to be famous now than it ever has been with social media and your inability to go anywhere without being known or recorded and all of this. So you layer all of that in. And then you want to critique these kids, not not, some of them aren't kids, about how they choose to self-medicate. And it's like, obviously, I want people to choose the healthiest options. Obviously, criticism, as insofar as it prevents others, there is a virtue, there is value there. But the In order to solve the problem, assuming that he had a seizure as a result of drug use, which we do not know. um, But if that's the case, how to solve the problem is, I mean, there are a lot of things, you know. But the teaching and allowing people to, teaching people how to be famous and allowing them to grow into fame would do would you know be a huge help, and if we're not going to do that, if the labels aren't going to do that, which they're not going to do that because that's costing them money, on the social, and we have to allow for people to be open about their psychological limitations to perform to what we expect given the standards of fame today. You know, I mean, I don't know anything about Juice World. I don't know anything. But what I do know is that people have been, musicians, performers, actors, etc. that are introverted, that aren't ready, that don't deal with fame have been self-medicating for quite a long time. Okay, they've been doing this with drugs. They've been doing this with all oh, drugs, as in, you know, narcotics, I guess. They've been doing that with the legal prescriptions. They've been doing it for, you know, they've been doing it. They've been doing it. And it's like, okay, fame has always been a challenge, and nobody cares enough to invest in how to help people be famous. And how to help people be famous safely and, you know, with this holistic or nobody gives a fuck. So if you don't give a fuck, then stop, don't give a fuck now that this person is past and y'all are trying to critique them for how they did it. This goes for Prince, this goes for Whitney, it goes for, I mean, it's an old story, but it's something that people have always gotten criticism for without the sort of human emotional, holistic, you know, backlash or not even backlash, the compliment, the energetic compliment to it. It's like, if you're going to shit on me or crack jokes or roast me for my drug use, can you give a fuck about, you know, the other things? The, The fact that being famous and being 21 and being black and being this and being that is really bad for me considering what it means to be famous today. And then there's like everyone wants to say the role model thing, and that is real. Unfortunately, it is real. But I always I've said this on the podcast before: if you're looking to these motherfuckers to be heroes, you you blind. Period. You know, and like you can't. The they are not heroes, and it's not even to cr- criticize them as bad people or as inadequate people but their circumstance is so unique it, and it has unique demons as well as unique powers you know it has unique shortfalls you know as well as unique powers and it's like it's not generalizable is the point and obviously there are people that you want to look to it's like if you listen to this podcast, you probably know I'm a Mariah Carey fan. I've always been. Like, all like when I say my entire life, my entire life. And being her fed has been fun, has been rewarding, but there are eras where it's been hard because people shit on her, make fun of her, her vocal decline, this, that, and the next. And it's like, okay. So we're going to talk about vocal decline. Pero, who who taught her how to deal with her instrument under under the constraints of extreme fame? How does one learn that? Honestly, because she's famous in a way that very few people have ever been. You know, like ever, like in the history of ever, like very few people have ever been as famous, as prolific ever in the world. And if you, and she like, and if you don't have, if you don't, how do you know, how do you learn how to do that and how to care for your instrument, care for your body, care for your mental health, raise children, take care of your family, and it's easy for us to point fingers and do this and do that. But what it means to do... That's what I always say about the advice. If you are not willing to put yourself emotionally in the place of another person, get your hands and minds dirty with the ickiness of their life, shut the fuck up about advice. About Just don't do it. Just don't. It's fine. It's fine. Be quiet. It's good. Trust me. It's all good. Everybody good. My bags are good. My family's good. Like Remy Like we're good. It's fine. Um, yeah. So I just I did just want to talk about that, um, and you know I I wish his family the best. I wish all of his fans the best. Like it can like lose. I don't know how much people loved him. I'm not like hip to that. But if people really, really, really love 10, like, it can be hard to lose a a fan, like, an artist that you are in love with. Um, Okay, so I wanted to talk about this last week. Let me just grab a little drink. Hold on. I wanted to talk about this last week, but I didn't. I didn't because um, I didn't want, I really needed to figure out, (laughs) wanted to figure out what to say about it. So it's been, well, let me start with this. The rise of Lizzo has been something that I've been split about since the very beginning of it, not the beginning of her career, not the beginning of you know her popularity because she's been out. She's been popular. If you are a Prince fan, if you listened to who Prince told you to listen to, you'd have already known about Lizzo. you know, she's been out like I saw her ye- I mean, I've seen her in person, but I've seen her on the internet years and years and years ago. Because she was a black woman who was good, nasty at playing the classical flute, and years and years and years ago, something like pseudo viral, you know, something went pseudo viral, and I it caught my eye because I love music and it is what it is. So, as an artist, I have loved seeing her pop, because yes, she black. She knows music. She can. Like, she's not a plant that is untalented. She's not a plant. You know. She's not somebody who just puts music together. She's not that girl. You know. And she also collaborates with a lot of queer artists. I think um, who I forgot that guy's name, but a queer artist co-wrote um, "100 percent That Bitch" whatever that song is called um, with her. So I love it. You know, love it, love it, love it, love it. What has always kind of bothered me is white people, white women's love of her. How much life, how much life they get from her. And it's like, it's not Lizzo's fault. It's not. You know, and this is not like... Obviously, a lot of... When a black woman is oozing... Excuse me. Oozing confidence and power and personality. Just oozing it. Everyone loves it. The gays, white women, black women. Well, everyone, but, you know, certain men, you know. (laughs) But, you know, if you are not a straight man... You know, or if you are somebody, I shouldn't even say that to straight men. I mean, some straight men love it as well. But everyone loves most people, you know, outside of that group, get their whole lives when the black bitch gets her life. We love black women slang, that black magic, that woman power. We love it. I love it. But I mean you gotta see these white women. These white women when Lizzo come on, they hop, yell, skip, throw so, curt like I mean you scream the lyrics. And I'm just always like, but um <sighs> I guess my problem and this is why it's hard for me because People should like what they want to like. And Lizzo should get all the money she wants to get. (laughs) And if they want to pay her ass in streams and purchases and tickets. Like, please make this black woman rich. Please make her queer co-writers rich. Please. Please give them number ones and Grammys and this. Please. I love to see that. But on the other end, I think it feels like. It feels like this group of people are absorbing or deriving their own confidence from a woman who, whose confidence comes from a stronger place. Like Not even that it's just stronger. And what I mean by that is to be a flat black woman, a black woman, black, whatever, any level of marginalized or fringe or whatever, and to to ooze authentically, so not in a performative way, to ooze confidence, to dig deep and to heal decades of whatever. I don't know her life, so I don't want to project onto her, but... Heal and to do all of this yourself and keep yourself together and push through. Cause even if she wasn't fat, even if Lizzo was a regular, even if Lizzo was a conventionally you know real skinny body, even whatever skinny titties, ass, all the things that make people commercially viable. If Lizzo were that, but still worked. So I mean, Lizzo has been working hard for years. Like it's like working hard for any artist for years. And getting a cosign like Prince and still not popping would break anybody's heart. Period. Anybody. Like anybody. No matter the art form. So that alone, to, to persist. To persist means she has she's kept herself together through hardship. And to not be bankrolled. To do this shit herself. You know, that. Alone, But then you add all the other stuff and it's like, of course. But her her confidence has come from struggle that's existential, that's an intersection of traumas and a lot of things, personal traumas, societal, generational, all these things that don't apply to you. They don't. And it feels like you're getting crack from cocaine. You know, like, something that's derived from it, cheaper, something meretricious, something that's, like, not, I, I just, cheap. Cheap in a way that's, in all the ways people use cheap. Like, I don't, for some reason, I don't like it. Now, sometimes, like, you could say, and maybe from the outside, it's like, okay, maybe they're bonding from a woman's perspective, and I just don't have that. Sure. I, I know that there's womanhood that... I know that there's potential for a womanhood that crosses the racial boundaries. Um, fine. I think historically, that hasn't, all that hasn't been the case. But I think in certain circles, it's possible. I don't think that's what's happening here. And like, I, I you know, I was, I get uncomfortable. Like, there's some songs where like, Lizzo is saying nigga. And like, oh my God, I don't. I think hearing a whole bunch of white women say nigga is worse than hearing white men say nigga. I mean, I don't like hearing... I, You know, we talked about this last episode. I don't like hearing either motherfucking one. I don't fully really like you, you know, certain motherfuckers. It's, it's limited in specific who I want to hear nigga from. But I don't know. Hearing high pits, like, nigga, like, I don't, I, I just, I don't even know, I, I don't know, but I don't even, I just, something in my soul dies, it dies, um, so, I don't know, I still gotta think more about it, I suppose, like, what about it? And what can be done from it? I mean, I don't want to tell these groups of people not to like her or not to play her. I, I have to live with my own discomfort with it, and I, and I suppose that's my walk. I just, you know... And then it's kind of like you have to ask bigger questions. Like, isn't that the whole... Isn't that art, right? Like, isn't art kind of always like that where, you know, the artist or the initial work, the person who brings the art from wherever university came for, like who was the vehicle for this art, the conduit for the art. That person who was the conduit feels everything. And then everyone else's enjoyment of it is derivative, I guess. I mean, kind of. You know, so maybe it's kind of built in the model of art, but then you think about it some more and maybe that's what it means to be a good artist is that you minimize the gap between what you feel as the conduit and what the audience feels as the, you know, receiver of it or, the, you know, that they feel not quite as you feel, but with that same intensity without having to have the trauma, you know? So you give them, you allow them to share in that emotion without having to go through the bullshit that you've gone through to birth that art into the world. So maybe that's just a testament to her art and the presentation of it. You know, am I just being a hating-ass bitch? Like, it's just, you know, I don't know. I mean, there are lots of questions, but... You know, when I hear them say, I love Lizzo, I'm just kind of like, ooh, girl. It just, I just, it, you know, mm. I mean, and then I think part of it is like, and this could be the fact that my Twitter is black Twitter, but Lizzo caught some heat for having, wearing some assless chaps to a, I believe was a Laker game, but you know, I wouldn't know that because I don't really care about basketball, um, even, you know. And everyone who's I saw coming to her defense were black women. I mean, I didn't see many white women coming to her defense on Twitter. And, you know, I saw some people being like, well, if it were Rihanna or, you know, somebody, you wouldn't say anything. And, you know, or like, because Nikki wore some ratchet ass shit to a game once. And, you know, I think that could also be part of my problem is that I just don't see the... I, don't, I worry that the fans that Lizzo's creating, they're not the people that Nikki said, you know, in the beginning of this episode that, like, you know, they like you for you and not just the work of the song of the album. And when it comes down to protect her, I don't see it happening by your cohort that I, that not by the I love Lizzo, I see it by the black women that are like, stop coming from my sister. And, or the gays are like, bitch, you know, we've be, we been wearing assless chaps. You know, or like, I just, I, I, that's part, that's part of my problem as well. And, you know, I guess to kind of wrap on the episode and also, um this point I don't care that her ass was out. And I mean I do think people need to stop acting like America doesn't hate certain types of fat people, regardless of gender or race. Um I I, I think people saying, well, if it was Rihanna, you wouldn't care. And it's about being appropriate. I think everybody's lying. I think, well, if Rihanna showed up with her ass out, I think to a basketball game, I don't think people would care. But it, it I, I, do feel like even if it were Rihanna, and depending on how her weight was that day, people would comment about how big, how big she was. Like when Rihanna's gained a little bit of weight, people are like, "Oh, she's big. She's pregnant. She this." I think the world hates women. Will likes to critique and pick apart women. Then you add black to it and i think yeah i think we want to pretend that we have a that we progressed and that's pro, that's probably part of why i don't like the adoration of lizzo is that a lot of i understand a lot of it to just be performance that the love of lizzo isn't a true love of lizzo Like it, And that's kind of how it is for black women. Well, it happens even for black men and for queer men. And it might happen for everybody. I don't know. So I don't want to do this. I don't want to, you know... Here's a truth that I recognize. Is that everybody loves you coming into your power until you exercise your power against them. Right? Like, no one likes... It takes... A special kind of person to love you stepping into power, even when it means that you will now conflict with this with them and I realize and this is I thought I was gonna close, but I guess I'm not gonna close um, this is something that I've realized in myself, you know. I have something recently occurred that made me realize how special I can be as a lover and that when someone steps into their power, even if it means that it conflicts with me, I celebrate it and lift it up. You know, I rarely, I can't even think of a time, but especially now in my life, If you are my friends or, you know, whatever, we have relationship and you gaining your voice or being serious about your healing, if it conflicts with me, I lift it, lift it high, you know, and I don't need to maintain ego and love and I... That was recently tested, and I realized how to... And that isn't my prioritization for healing. All this stuff is true. Because it's interesting, like, when you think you progress or when you talk about yourself or you discover yourself or whatever it is, um, and it's not tested, it's hard to be sure. And I just love that moment um, that I've recently had, to, and I'm intensely, intensely... Um, Grateful for it. But back to Lizzo, I think understanding that, you know, people love that she liked being fat until she liked being fat outside. You know, she could be fat on her Instagram, but it's inside. And we can all watch it on the privacy of our phones. But when she fat in public, people her, I acting like kids they ain't never seen fat people. Even though y'all are probably fat, I mean most people are fat in this. I mean in this country, so I mean your kids probably have seen your fat ass, and that's that. You know, so it's kind of like why y'all are y'all just mad because she fat and she's outside, and she not gonna stay inside, or y'all or she's fat and she's not on stage. Like she's going to be herself if you really loved her. For her, you would like her to be fat wherever she is. I mean, what you want her to do? Teleport from place to place? And if she wants to show her ass, let her show her ass. It's fine. Her ass cracked, and her pussy wasn't burned exposed, her titties were not, even though I think titties should be out. I love a titty, we all love titties. You know, whatever, shout out to them. I don't, who gives a fuck? But I mean, you know, public nudity aside, Her her pussy was kept clothed. Her ass crack was kept clothed. I mean... Mind your business. I mean, I don't know. But anyway, that's it for me. I mean, I would end it on buying your business, you know, because that's just the energy that I'm on. I want you guys to have a lovely, lovely week. Also, be mindful. I am, will do, let me give y'all the exact dates, because I've been telling y'all that I'm not doing episodes. Y'all are probably like, well, nigga, tell me the weeks. Ooh, I didn't even know the 31st. So yeah, the 31st and New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve are both Tuesdays, which I didn't know until just now. So I won't be publishing on those days. So I have one more podcast for you. So next week I will be here looking good, even though y'all can't see me. Um, And then that will be it for 2020. I'm going to try to do a special episode for you all. I love you, love you, love you. And have a blessed, blessed week.